Hello and welcome to Business, Barbells and Babies. This is the podcast where we will go far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Ro Hawley and I'm going to be sharing this time with you. We're going to be jumping into the real life shit, the struggles, the challenges, the real conversations that we need to have in order to not only navigate through the industry, but thrive and make a fucking killing. Let's have some fun. Hello, good morning and a happy new year. This is the first podcast that I'm recording in 2020. Um, whenever you actually choose to listen to it, this is some really pivotal and timely thoughts that are coming through for me and my team as we get stuck into the new year. So I think this topic is really, uh, really uh, timely for me to be recording right now. Now, the name of the podcast that I've popped in today is I am not a coach that gives 24-7 support anymore. And I'm going to be jumping into why I am no longer, I'm no longer this coach and why I believe that it's important to not necessarily be this coach anymore. So take a breath and I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a backstory in order to take you through to this lesson. So when I first got into the industry, I remember, you know, like when you start, you will very much base your business and your coaching style of what is around you or what you might be receiving. And that is very much what I did. So I was looking at the different coaches in the gym that I was working at and, you know, looking at their marketing styles, looking at like the brochures and the documents that they were producing for their clients and just going, yeah, cool, that looks that looks good. Um, I can understand the benefits of coaching like that or offering that service. So I'm going to go ahead and either mold it slightly or pretty much do the same thing. And I remember when I first got into coaching, like everyone would put on their like documents and their marketing, I am a coach that offers 24-7 support. And it was raised back to my awareness lately when I've been watching coaches on social media and that's what they're popping on for their posting on their Instagram story or whatever it might be. Things like, I'm here to support you every step of the way. Um, I'm here for 24-7 support. You know, I'll be right beside you as you step through every part of this journey. All of that kind of, um, all of those kind of things, right? And I used to be that type of coach. So I used to be the coach that was there constantly for her clients. So if they wanted something at 10 p.m. at night, I would respond. If they wanted an answer to a question, I would give them the answer to the question. If they wanted some information about, let's just say, like recipes, I would provide it to them. So anything that they asked for, I provided. I gave them 24-7 support, guidance, advice. But what I was actually doing was giving them 24-7 information, knowledge, and the answers. I was not giving advice, support, and guidance. I was simply giving them the answers and the resources that they were after without doing the work themselves. And so as I've evolved as a coach, I've really started to, well, it stemmed from myself with my own personal growth, right? So I know that with my own personal growth and really moving through a lot of the challenges and a lot of the limiting beliefs that I have had uh, personally and professionally, and let's be honest, they're all the same. Um, I'm the same as I am in my personal life as I am my professional life. The things that I had that were challenging me and stopping me in my tracks, I've had to learn to take 
responsibility for so that I take the action. And as I've been going through my own quote unquote journey and learning my own stuff in order to break through these challenges challenges and these beliefs about myself, the only way that I've truly been able to make the shifts and make the change is by doing it myself and by taking responsibility for the shit that I was doing. So taking responsibility for the thoughts up in my head, taking responsibility for the actions that I was doing or the actions that I was not doing. And so... It, it didn't come as one big sweep and one big realization that going, hey, your clients need to do that. It was definitely a step-by-step guide over the years. But I began to realize that every time that I was doing that for a client and providing her with the answer or the resource or whatever she wanted and she was asking me for, I wasn't coaching her. I wasn't helping her. I was actually robbing her of the experiences and robbing her of the lessons that she needed in order to make the shifts for herself. Because as a coach, we, you know, we can offer guidance and support and knowledge and experience, all that kind of stuff. But if we literally do the heavy lifting for our client, they will not learn or they will, they will not learn, they will not feel, they will not understand everything, the body, the body experience of what it means to, you know, learn to grind out of a squat or the skill set to learn how to figure out what to cook at home or um, the skills to learn how to uh, nourish themselves in order to have the best results in the gym. So every time that I would do that, I wasn't, I wasn't helping her in the long run. I was giving her the immediate satisfaction and the immediate um, information that she needed to get what she thought she needed. But every time that I was doing that, I was pushing her further and further away from her goals, in fact, and not pushing her closer to her goals. So it's been a long lesson in, in, in many things in disguise. But I've realized that the the, the best I can be the best coach by helping my clients to learn these things along the way. Now, when I say that I don't give 24-hour support, it doesn't mean that I don't give support and guidance and advice and knowledge, but I give it to her in a way that she still needs to do the work and, you know, make the shifts herself. So now, let's just say if I would have questions that were very easy questions that I feel someone could find out themselves. So let's just say it might be something that's food related. So um, is this particular food a carb, protein or fat? You know, one of the ways that I could answer that question was by giving her the answer. Alternatively, what I could say to her is, hey, let's take this opportunity to learn and get some information around how we can decide and come up with the answer ourselves." So Instead of giving her that direct answer, I'll teach her the tools in order for her to find the answer herself. And that's how I coach now is I will teach her and open up these conversations and show her a way that she can be self-sufficient, okay? Now, what that means is that I've made it very clear on my boundaries as a coach now. Um, I am not available after 9 p.m., I am not available on a Sunday a lot of the times. I'm not available to answer particular questions or help guide her through this process because guess what? I need to have time to recharge myself. I need to have time to obviously restore, refresh, um, get that energy back into my body in order to best serve as a coach when I am on. 
And in the past, I would have never dared of saying these things to clients, you know, hey, look, I'm not available at this time. Um, Cool. Thank you for your question. I'll loop back with you on Monday. Um, Whatever it might be. I would have never dared to do that in the past. I would always be like, they need the answer now. I have to provide it now. But that was coaching out of scarcity, meaning if I didn't offer her the answer or you know, give her the knowledge that she needed right then and there, she might leave me or she might feel that I'm not giving her the service level that she's after. And now when I explain it to her, you know, hey, thank you for that, but I'm just going to park that one there and I'll get back to you next week and we'll work through it. Um, you know, I just need some downtime today. I don't feel bad or I don't feel scared to do that as a coach anymore because when I explain it to my clients and explain it that, I need to restore my energy in order to serve you not just for three months, but three years. They get it and they respect it. So, you know, as a coach, the best outcome for my clients is that I am coaching my clients to be empowered, self-sufficient. I'm coaching my clients to have the abilities to find the answers themselves or to at least give it a try themselves. And that's not to say that I'm going to coach my clients to a way that, hey, they don't need my help anymore. It never works like that. And that was um, a mentality that I had in the past. Well, you know, people tell me that if you give your clients too much stuff, too much information, they're never going to want your services. I disagree wholeheartedly. If you give your clients everything that they need in order to do it themselves, think about it themselves, find a way out of the problem gosh, they're going to feel way more confident, way more empowered. And they're going to want to stay with you and go along this journey and, you know, tackle bigger challenges. Coaching is not a relationship of they rely on us as a coach. Coaching is a shared relationship where you work together in order to get to to the outcomes that they're after. So that's how I coach now. And I'm very clear that I don't offer myself all the time to my clients because when I do that, I cannot show up as the person that I need to be to continue this work that I do with them. So it's just something that I urge you to start considering and potentially look at, you know, opening up to a little bit more because we've got to remember that every time that we feed the answer to our clients, we are robbing them of the experience. We're robbing them of the skill set that they need to learn in order to take those skills throughout their life. And sometimes also, we are robbing them of the pain that they need to go through in order to make the shifts. So this is another big thing, okay? So another thing that I really used to do and want to take away from my clients is I wanted to take away the pain from them. So I'll use an example. So you'll have a lot of coaches that might put on their Instagram stories or their bios or whatever it is that they want to be a coach Um, and they want to help clients so that they don't have to go through the pain that they went through. So you might have, like for my, I'll use myself as an example because this is a little bit of a kind of a hard thing to explain and I don't want to rant on and get curly with this conversation. So my my history with my eating and my history history with training was very much out of a punishment arena. I used to train and train and train not for enjoyment, not for happiness, not out of a space that was building confidence and empowerment. It was very much out of a space of how can I train more to burn more calories, to lose more weight, etc. That's what training was to me. 
And it started out of training modalities like running and interval training and circuits and all of that kind of stuff. I wasn't trying to get better at a particular exercise. I wasn't trying to technically progress progress myself. I was basically going, how much can I fucking kill myself and punish myself through my training? And that's what I did. A, tr- a training session for me was not successful unless I ended up on the ground in a pool of sweat and completely exhausted. So that's how I trained, okay? And eating, the way that I used to eat, was very much tied in with this punishment cycle. So I would try and burn as many calories as I could, so have as big a bigger output as I could energy out, and then I would try and eat as small amounts as possible so that I could really skew the calories in, calories out, dealio, so that I could lose weight, lose body fat, and look smaller. And at that time, I was fucking tiny. Like, my physical appearance was really small. Like, I was a small girl. But, you know, what I was obviously masking was a lot of stuff that was going in on internally. I just wanted to train and eat to become less. And that's all I cared about was my physical appearance. Now... As I've gone through, you know, my coach, like uh, I've been working with coaches and doing my own training and, you know, I went from circuit training and running and then I fell into powerlifting. Um, I fell into powerlifting not out of a love for lifting. I got into powerlifting because it was one of the only training modalities that I could do that wouldn't hurt my body because I had battered myself so much with high intensity work you know, the, the cycles that I had around training, training, training and eating small amounts just merged into powerlifting and strength training. I hadn't addressed any of those uh, patterns. And in order to eventually get out of those really destructive thought patterns, I had to go through a shit ton lot of pain and experiences that were painful and heartbreaking in order for me to get to the other side. So the one example that really made a big shift for me was when I went to the Commonwealth Champs for powerlifting representing Australia, and that was in 2015. So at that point in time, I was competing in the under 52 kilo weight class. I'm like a short girl, but in the grand scheme of that weight class, like I'm relatively tall for that weight class. I'm tall and have really long limbs. And anyway, so I was trying to weigh under 52 kilos because at that point in time, all I thought was if I weigh less and if I lift more, it makes me stronger on paper. So the pound for pound ratio, right? And so I was in that mentality. Same thing that I was in running, it just shifted to powerlifting because I hadn't dealt with any of those underlying thoughts and behaviors. And so what happened when I went to Canada in 2015 is I was like really struggling to make weight. And when you compete in an international meet, if you don't make weight, you don't get to compete. So I remember this experience vividly because this was like this was the rock bottom that I needed and the experiences that I needed to have that shit wake up to me and be like, holy fuck, this is not right. So I was trying to make weight and it was like 4 a.m., before I needed to weigh in at like 7am in Canada and I could not shift the last couple of hundred grams. And anyway, I was in a sauna. I was in a sauna and I was like, my coach was on the outside of the sauna and I could see him looking through the um, glass and it was awful. Like there was nothing left in me to sweat out. Um, Like I was done. I had been there for like a couple of hours already and I still was just not shifting it. 
And I had that sensation that I needed to go to the toilet and I needed to pee. And I went to the toilet and I could not physically like pee because there was just nothing left in me. There was nothing more to, to get out of me. And I remember that and I was like, holy shit, like this is so fucking messed up. You are literally in a sauna and you physically can't do something that your body should be able to do. And it's not because um, like, like the, sorry, not take that back. That was not like, it was because I had done this to myself. I was the one who had put myself in this position. And I always remember that having that, that sensation of not being able to physically urinate and then being like, I still really needed to feel that. I, I still really felt like I needed to do it. And that was the, the experiences that I needed to go through for it to be right there in a mirror, you know, coming back and reflecting what the fuck was happening. And I ended up weighing in and I was completely fucking naked, like literally nothing, as naked as the day I was born. And I weighed in at 51.97. So I needed to weigh 52 kilos or less. So I made it. But it was like... I had, to me, I had done the competition because I had made weight and I still had to lift. And there was a number of things that happened that were fucking terrible because of the experience that I went through of cutting weight. Um, and I remember coming off that competition, it was like, I had done this to myself. I had put myself in that position and I had threatened my body to the point of fucking breakdown. And that was, it was only then that it was awakened to me that something needed to change. And when that happened to me in 2015, it didn't miraculously change. I didn't have this big reflection and going, yep, cool, that's not what you're going to do anymore. It was a, a number of years from there that I started to do the work and address why I was feeling this way about punishing my body and why I was doing these things to my body. But it was, I needed to hit that rock bottom and feel that, gosh, that heartbreaking, earth-shattering pain in order to make not that shift, but in order to feel that so I could start the steps of making a shift. And bringing it back to coaching is that when we try and take the pain away from our clients because we don't want them to experience those hard conversations, you know, we rob them of those experiences that they need in order to make those realizations, in order to make those shifts ultimately. So for example, as a coach now, I have a number of hard conversations very much on the on the weekly, if not daily basis. So I ask questions to my clients that are very confrontational and that can be very uncomfortable. And I don't just go in super, super hard. You know, I do a lot of pre-framing and I do a lot of work around trust and getting them into a position where we feel comfortable to explore that together. And then when I have these conversations, you know, a lot of the time when I ask something and it's uncomfortable, there will be tears. There will be them going, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Sometimes there's anger. Sometimes there's storming out. Sometimes there's just them ignoring me. But like these things need to happen. These questions need to be asked in order to confront the challenges and the behaviors and the struggles that they have been facing for a number of years. And I truly believe that my clients come to me because a lot of the time my clients have worked with other professionals before. And I truly believe that my clients have come to me and my clients have come into my business of Bible Babes Brigade because this is their last resort and this is the time and the place that they need to confront that in a safe environment. And so I feel like it is my duty of care to ask these questions that a lot of trainers and a lot of coaches steer away from because it makes them uncomfortable. 
you know, as a coach, you're going to feel uncomfortable when you have to ask a client something. So guess what? We, we shy away from it sometimes. But as a coach, it's our duty of care to get comfortable with asking hard questions because they've come to us for a reason. Someone has let them get away with these things before and someone has let them get away with not answering or confronting these struggles in the past. And that's why a lot of coaches and a lot of trainers will always focus on external surface level things. You know, what are you eating? Um, Tell me about your breakfast, lunch, dinner. What are you snacking on? What does your training look like from week to week? What are the activation exercises that you're doing? All those things that are safe questions. And we still need to ask those things. We still need to have conversations around those things. But there is a reason why our clients are not eating to nourish their bodies. There is a reason often why our clients are not making the body composition changes that they're after. And that's not because of the breakfast, lunch, dinner that they've prepared and put in the freezer. You know, there's a reason that they're going home at night and, you know, having an episode of binging or, you know, downing a whole bag of Doritos or a whole pack of Tim Tams. There's reasons why these things are happening. And a lot of the time as trainers and coaches, we don't want to have those conversations because it's fucking uncomfortable. It's really, really uncomfortable. And it is going to bring up some pain for our clients because they've been struggling with this for a very long time. But you can't, you can't not jump into these conversations, obviously, in a respectful and appropriate manner. If it is well beyond our scope, well, then obviously we need to refer out. And a lot of the time, my clients work with allied professionals who have got some other abilities that I don't have. But it's still our job to ask questions and hold some space for them to, you know, open into those pain points sometimes. So by not asking the questions... We are robbing them of the experiences and the lessons and the work that they need to go through in order to make the shifts that they need to to get the results that they've been desperately trying to get for a very, very long time. And by you not asking them or by you trying to take the pain away or not confront the pain at all by simply not asking or darting away or using humor or whatever it might be, you're robbing them of the lessons, guys. So please remember that when you're coaching coming into this year that of course it's horrible to see your clients in pain and to be there with them when they're going through tears or get frustrated or angry or however anyone uh, you know expresses their emotions it's not always tears it could be sulking or screaming or tantrums or whatever it is please remember that in order to make the shifts we have to go through some pain my job as a coach is not to coach someone so that they don't go through the experiences that I went through that is not it my job as a coach is to help and guide them along the way as they go through their own pain and their own experiences that they need to in order to fucking get the results and and move through those shifts that they're after so I hope that made sense to you and I hope it's given you something to think about this was such a big shift for me as a coach and I kind of toyed around how I would do this podcast and what I would say, but I feel so comfortable talking about this topic now because when I've coached out of this way and out of this mindset and out of this energy, um, that's when my clients have truly had the shift. So I hope that makes sense. and I hope that, hope that gave you some information. Um, and if you want to expand on this topic any further, I love, love talking about this. So reach out and let's start a conversation. All right, guys, have a great day, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Talk soon. Bye. 
thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you got some good stuff out of this episode and you're ready to take the learnings and apply it to your own business. If you want to get in contact with me, send me a message through Instagram or send me an email, H on Instagram or rasheen at barbellbabesbrigade.com.au. Speak with you soon. Okay, bye.